John chapter 20. begin reading in verse 1 of John chapter 20. There's many different accounts from when our Lord rose from the dead, and I'm not going to try to explain everyone or try to make them fit. I'm just going to look at this one here. That God is recorded by his spirit, the gospel of John, for his glory and our benefit. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the scriptures, unto the sepulcher. And she seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. She never looks in. She just sees the stone gone. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, speaking of John, the one who wrote this gospel, And she saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. That's what she assumes. She never looked in. She never went in. But this is what she thought. And this is what she tells Peter and John. And I don't know where they've laid him. Where where have they taken him to? Peter, therefore, verse 3, went forth and that other disciple, and they came to the sepulcher. And they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And Peter, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes. I'm talking, I mean, this is John. And John, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, but he didn't go in. But then come a Simon Peter following him, he went into the sepulcher. And he sees the linen clothes lying, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple and came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scriptures that he must rise again from the dead. It's like it never entered their mind. I think what it said, where it said they believed, they just believed that nobody stole his body. If somebody's going to steal his body, they wouldn't have cared what they'd done with the linen clothes. They would have made a mess out of things, but everything's done decently in order, but they still don't know. They still never enters their mind that the one who promised them, the one who died, will rise from the dead. For as yet, verse 9, they knew not the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulcher weeping. She didn't leave. And as she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, she sees two angels sitting white. Two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she said to them, she answered them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they've lain him. When she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing. And she knew not that it was Jesus. She didn't recognize him. And Jesus said unto her, he calls her, speaks to her. He said, Woman, 
Why weepest thou? Ask the same question that the angels asked. Whom do you seek? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if you have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I'll take him away. And then Jesus says unto her, Mary. She turneth herself, and she says unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, my master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things unto her. I want us to consider today these thoughts about this woman called Mary Magdalene. The resurrection of our Lord. We, we do speak a lot of his death, and we should. It was his death that put away sin. But he must rise from the dead. He must conquer death, and he did. There's many pictures in the Old Testament of the picture of the resurrection. Noah's ark passed through the waters of judgment, and it come out on the other side of a cleansed earth pictured of our Lord's resurrection. Deliverance of Isaac from the altar after he'd been given up to death three days before. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. The children of Israel went through the Red Sea on dry ground the third day after they had partaken of the Passover. God delivered them. How did God deliver them? He opened up death and brought them through. How are we delivered? Christ has delivered us from the power and the judgment of God. Jonah emerged three days and three nights. They asked our Lord one day, would you show us a sign? He said, I won't give you a sign, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. As he was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, as in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And at the end of the three days, you know what happened? He came out. But it's like they didn't get it. Mary didn't understand. She's, she, we was talking about worrying. She is, she's tore up. Only thing she keeps saying, they stole his body. She never even, it never even entered her mind to any thought that he could, really, he's raised from the dead? She's heartbroken. She's weeping. We should never make light of our Lord's resurrection. He not only died for our sins, but from, on, on the third day, he rose according to the scriptures. Why did God raise him from the dead? To show that God accepted his sacrifice. That he had made complete atonement for sin. Someone said that stone, which, which was a picture of the law that sealed him in. He didn't say the Christ rolled it back. No man rolled back the stone as they did in Lazarus' day when he was died. But God sent the angel. 
He didn't roll back the stone so Jesus could come out. He rolled back the stone so we could come in. That's why he arose when he satisfied the law. He was delivered for our offenses, and he was raised again for our justification. If we have no, if we have, if there's no resurrection, our preaching's vain. If there's no resurrection, your faith is vain. What's your faith in? Him that loved us and gave himself for us. In John chapter 20, he's recorded several appearances of our Lord with his people. After he was risen from the dead. Nobody, no human eyes witnessed his resurrection. Nobody witnessed him making atonement for sin because God shut the lights out for three hours. This is just between God and his son. And nobody, nobody witnessed him coming from the grave, but he did. He did. Only God looked on, and only God looked on the Lord raising him from the dead. In Matthew 28, too, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake. I guarantee there was. There was a great earthquake when he died upon the cross. He shook this earth. And will you imagine this? All of our salvation, of all the salvation of all the elect of God hinges upon this right here, him coming out of that grave. Did what he do, was it sufficient to save his people? Oh, yes. This is the statement. God said, I'm raising him from the dead. I'm, I'm making this same Jesus Lord. This same Jesus Lord. And there was a great earthquake quake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and he sat upon it. And when did he rise? The first day of the week. You know when the Sabbath was, the Jewish Sabbath? It was on Saturday. What did our Lord do on Saturday? He rested. Why did he rest? Because the work was done. Why did God give the Sabbath? It was a picture of God the seventh day. He said he set apart the Sabbath day and keep it holy because God finished all the work of creation. Not that he was tired, but that the work was finished. And now the first day of the week, this is a new day. This is a new week because Christ has finished the work. We don't have a Christian Sabbath. We meet on the first day of the week. Why? Because he arose from the dead. He satisfied the law. And he is our rest. Because that's why they was in a hurry. Because the Jewish Passover, I can't remember exactly what time of the day that it started. He can't hang on the cross. He's got to come off the cross. We've got to speed up their death so the other two thieves, they broke their legs so they would go ahead and die so they could take them down. Because, oh, we can't break the law. They got to. And he, he rested on the Sabbath day. But on the first day of the week, as he promised, he comes out. This is a memorial of his work that is finished. And this is a new creation. It's a new day. Mary Magdalene was the first to come to the grave. She comes, it says here in John, a great while before day. It's not even daylight. She can't wait. I can see her, can't sleep. 
What made her do this? What I want you to see, oh, oh, the debt of love. Oh, our Lord loved this woman, and she loved him. We're going to read in a few minutes. Several times this woman is mentioned that the Lord cast seven devils out of this woman. Me and Sandy was talking. We know first thing we think of was she was a wicked woman, maybe a prostitute or something. She could, she was she was a woman of means. We do know that because the Lord helped her. She helped the Lord with her substance, with what money and things that she had. You can be the finest woman in society and be wicked as the devil. But he cast seven demons out of this woman. And our Lord, she could have been the one that washed his feet in Simon's house. And our Lord looked at Simon and said, you see this woman? You didn't wash my feet. You didn't anoint my head. He said, you see this woman? He that's been forgiven of much loveth much. She had been forgiven. And there's no question She's one of the last ones to see him alive. And she's going to see, we're going to see today, she's the first one to see him after he rose from the dead. She's the first one to hear him speak after he rose from the dead. He didn't see, he didn't come see Mary, his mother, at first. It was this woman. And he didn't go looking for her. She came to where she knew that he was at. She didn't go to some other sepulcher. He was here. She knew it. She followed them to the sepulcher. I could see her stand there when they rolled the stone in. And one gospel said the women come, and there was others came with them. And they said, who's going to roll away the stone? Lord took care of that. She said, I got to go. I can't wait. I can't wait. I got to go. Can you imagine what she thinks? She see that stone gone. And them soldiers are gone. It said they were struck with fear. Because they were there to guard that stone to make sure nobody, nobody did steal that body. And she's so overcome. You imagine the thoughts running through her mind. What does this mean? Never even entered her mind that he's alive. She went and told Peter, said, Peter, they've stole his body. They've stole his body. Peter runs out, and he stoops down, and he looks in. And he sees the linen cloth laying by itself. He don't see any angels. They've probably always been there. They are ministering spirits sent forth to minister, not just to those who are the heirs of salvation. He said he's giving him charge over him, lest he dash his foot against the stone. You know they were there. You know why? You remember in the Old Testament? Y'all may not know about the mercy seat and God's cherubims of glory. That mercy seat that covered the broken, that covered the kept law. There was two angels and their wings were out like this, always looking down. Because on that mercy seat is where God took the blood of the substitute and sprinkled it on that, made atonement, and God could show sinners mercy. And them angels looked down on it. The things the angels desired to look into. Can you imagine what they thought? This is their creator. This is their Lord. This is their king. And he's laying here. His body, he gave up his body. He died. But Peter never saw him. All Peter sees is the linen cloth. So he has to assume by what he sees. He thinks this is, well, maybe they didn't steal him, but they just go back home. Nothing here. Nothing here really to see. 
Nothing here to see? Oh, there's a lot here to see. But what I want you to see, Mary didn't leave. I could see it doesn't record it, but I could see Peter and John say, why don't you all just come on back? There's nothing here to see. She wouldn't leave. She stood there weeping. Her heart's broke. This is her Lord. She saw him die. She saw him put him in this tomb. Now he's gone. Where's he at? Like I said, who is this woman? Luke 8, verse 1, it says, It came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and showing glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve disciples were with him, and certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and, Jan- and Johanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered to him of their substance. Why would they help him? Because they loved him. He had set them women free. You know what I see from that? Women are just as bad as men. You're going to hold on there, preacher. Women are made out of sugar and spice and everything nice. I don't, the only time I read it that there was that, that uh, Gadarene dynamic, he had, a, he had a legion in him, but this woman had seven, and he records it two or three times so that we would remember which one he was talking about. There was other women named Mary, but which one? It's just Mary Magdalene. Oh, the one he cast seven devils out of. And they, they, if they could, they'd help him any way they could. You know why? Because they loved him. Because he loved them. She was the last one to see our Lord alive in John nineteen twenty five, and there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, wife, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. Where's any of the disciples at? But this woman. He done something for her. She's the last, she will be the one, the one that was allowed, the faithful woman. She's allowed to see our Lord after he won the victory over sin. She sees the empty tomb, the wrappings left behind. Mary still filled with grief. But what brought her here? Love for him. Proverbs eight seventeen. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. You know where you're going to find him? Where he was last seen. Where'd she last see him? That's where she went to look for him. She didn't go, she didn't go in some other cemetery. She went right here. You seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. But you have to seek him where he's going to be found. And she knew it. And she don't know where else to go. This is the last place he was at. And I don't know where to go. I don't know what I don't know what to do. She's really broken. Broken. Verse 21 says Mary stood there weeping. 
This weeping manifested her affection, but also showed her unbelief. She wept as though nothing could comfort her. Murray stooped, stood, and now stoops for the first time herself. She looks in, thinking that she will only see what Peter saw. But she sees two angels. Can you imagine seeing that? They never saw it. They never saw him. She did. And the two angels, in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, with the body of Jesus slain. What a picture of that mercy seat. And they said, they even said unto her, Woman, why do you weep? What reason do you have to weep? And she answered them, because they have taken my Lord, and I know not where they've laid him. It's like she's not shocked to see the angels. She's not shocked when they speak to her. Mary stood weeping when she should have been rejoicing. How would she have felt if she had seen his dead body still laying there? Oh, she would have really had reason to weep. Her weeping showed her affection, her unbelief. Why weepest thou? They've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. But all this time she was weeping, our Lord was standing there nearby, and she didn't even know it. And what he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Like Hagar in the wilderness. What a beautiful picture. She's cast out and she's taken her son, left him over here because she knows that they're going to die. They don't have any water. But there was a well there the whole time. And all God had to do was open her eyes and she's seen the well. Oh, the things that we can't see to it's time to see it. He's standing there. We're going to see in a minute. She's, he speaks to her and she still don't know who he is. Those on the road to Emmaus didn't recognize him for a while. At this time, nothing seems to contain anything but bitterness and sorrow. Like Jacob said, all this is against me. And the whole time he was saying, all this is against me, Joseph is alive. These angels are sitting. One place we read where they're sitting. They're sitting in the place where the body of Jesus would lay. They were God's witnesses of who he is and his rest was secured. Our rest was secured by Christ. When they spoke to her, she didn't seem surprised. She answered them as though they were just men. Someone said she was so swallowed up with her grief, so occupied with her thoughts about Christ, that she paused not to gaze upon these heavenly visitors. They didn't even make an impression on her. She wasn't concerned about them. And when she had thus said, 
she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was him. You think about that. As much as she had been around him, as much as she saw him and she didn't know who he was, Till God opens your eyes, you will never, you won't understand. Those on the road to Emmaus, their eyes were holding that they couldn't see him. Till he opened their eyes and he opened up the scriptures and they said, did not our hearts burn within us? She, he, Christ meant so much to this woman that she turned her back on the angels. He was her one affection. And therefore even these angels had no attraction to her. If Christ really occupies the throne of our hearts, the poor things of this world would make no appeal to us. She's not interested in it. You know what she's interested in? One thing. Him. You know what this reminds me of? The Shulamite in the Song of Solomon. He wakes her up. She goes, she goes to the door hoping to find him. Like Mary goes to the tomb hoping to find him. And he's gone. But she don't, she don't go back and get in the bed. She goes out into the street and she said, have you seen my blood? Have you seen him? Can you tell me where he's at? She says, I'm sick of blood. I said, what are you so concerned about? Why is he your beloved so important? She said, his hair's like, his hair's black as a raven. He's eternally young. His, his mouth is most sweet. He's altogether lovely. And that's who he is. And our Lord, in his grace, now appears to Mary. You think that he singled her out. Why her? Why this woman? Why at this time? Just at this time. Peter and John had already left. Her love to her gracious master would not let her leave the place he had lain. Love made her linger. Love made her honor the place where he was last seen. And her love reaped the reward. If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. Let me tell you that if you don't know him, if you seek him with all your heart, you'll find him. Was this woman seeking him? Oh, yeah. She may have been mixed with unbelief, but she still found him. Or he found her. He came, he came to her. He came to her. You know why? He loved her. She's standing there weeping. He knows her heart is broken. She saw Jesus standing, but knew not that it was the Lord. Our Lord was different from that of his body before the crucifixion. What's this saying? He was to be known, known no more after the flesh. This is the risen Lord. He raised that body from the dead. He's the glorified Son of God. He is to be known as the one over this new creation. He promised he'd never leave us nor forsake us. But how often are we unconscious of his very presence? And don't even know it. And our Lord, what's this? He asked her the same question those men ask. 
Why do you weep? Now, he knows he's not asking for his information. He knows why she's weeping. He wants her to admit it. Why do you weep? Whom seekest thou? The first words from our risen Savior. He came to to this child to bind up the brokenhearted. And in the end, he will wipe away all tears from her eyes. You know who she thinks he is? She thinks he's the gardener. In a way, he is. Listen. She said, if you've borne him away, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I'll take him away. When she said, I'll take him away, she thought only of her Lord as her own. But she's still in unbelief. It was the trade of the first Adam to dress the Garden of Eden. So it is the trade of the last Adam to tend the garden of his church. Someone said he digs up the soil by reasonable affection. He sows the seed of his grace and waters it with his word. It talks about the Song of Solomon. He come into his garden. As we fail in the garden, he delivered us in a garden. He speaks. He called her woman. Who we, who, whom seekest thou? He addressed her as woman. He spoke as God to his creature. And then he says, she thinks he's the gardener. But you know when she realized who he was? When he called her by name. Now there's many women named Mary. His sheep hear his voice. And they know his voice. When he said Mary, she knew exactly who that was. He, he ain't no gardener. And he ain't dead. And his body is not stolen. This is him. Owen oh, Grace, when God calls your name. And he says, Sandy. Like when he said, When he speaks, when he said Mary, she understood. You know when Zacchaeus understood and knew who Christ was when Christ called his name? Zacchaeus, come down. And you may not know him. He may hide himself from you. But if you're his sheep, one day he will call your name and you will come. She is transformed from a weeper to someone that worships. She falls at his feet. The one who had cast out demons from her now is addressing himself to her heart. As soon as Christ addressed her by name, she now knew that he's the fairest of 10,000 to her soul. And he revealed himself. You know what else I see? It is just him and her. It's a blessing when we're cast down and discouraged and we may be filled with fear and we don't sense his presence and we forget that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's, he was always there. He was always there. He never forsook her. He was risen from the dead. 
But when he spoke to her, it calmed her heart. After his first words to her when she supposed him to be the gardener, she turned away from him, her attitude still toward the tomb. But now that he called her by name, she turns her back on the tomb and falls at his feet. And only as he is known like this that we are delivered from the power of death. You know, she was weeping because she thought someone had stole his body. Surely he can't be risen from the dead. She was sorrowing like those who have no hope. Can you imagine this, sir? All of a sudden she said, did he really call my name? Put it this way. She recognized his voice. How will I say, preacher, how will I recognize his voice? Does he speak in a certain tone? Does he speak in a certain dialect? How does he speak? When he speaks, you'll know. That's all I can say. When he, if he speaks to your heart, you'll know it's him. Who was it in the temple when Eli's day, when he, Samuel spoke? That's one. He didn't just speak one time. He spoke twice. He said, Samuel, Samuel. He went up and run to Eli. I thought it was Eli calling him. And he called him again, Samuel, Samuel. And I think he went to Eli again. And Eli said, you go lay back down. And he said, if it's the Lord, when he speaks, you say, here am I. I can see old Samuel said, boy, I hope he speaks again. And he said, Samuel, Samuel. He said, here am I, Lord. Oh, that God would speak to your heart. And you know what he does? He takes away your fears. Because you know what? He's alive. We're not living. We're not serving some dead Jesus. We're we're living. We're serving one on the throne. You know what salvation is? It's when the risen Lord makes Himself known to you and calls you by name. You know what you'll do? You will fall at His feet. She didn't fall at the angels' feet. She was. It's amazing. She was not impressed by them. But boy, she was impressed by Him. If he forgives you, he that's been forgiven of much, loveth much. May God enable.